Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about our true identity as I comment on Psalm 8. This passage reads, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, and the fowls of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. One of my favorite but also most embarrassing memories of returning from Iraq to the United States uh, after my deployment was when I went to a big box store for the first time after my return stateside. Uh, this was during the Christmas season of that year, and as I was approaching the store, I saw someone standing outside the door in a uniform, and I automatically reached into my wallet to pull out my ID card to uh, show him who I was, just as we had to do before going into the post exchange or the dining facility or other places at Camp Victory. To my chagrin, but to my later amusement, the person out standing outside the store was a Salvation Army bell ringer. He would have been glad for me to put my money in his kettle, but he wasn't interested in the least in me showing him my ID card. <laughs> now, it is interesting to note that the United States and the United Kingdom, I think, are among the few countries in the world that don't require their citizens to always carry a national identity card on their person. This element of personal freedom is an important one for those of us who prize their liberty, but it brings to us other questions about our personal identity. Why are we here? Why do we exist? How can my life have meaning? And these are enduring questions which have intrigued mankind for centuries. It'd be the height of arrogance to claim that we have the complete answer to this conundrum. Christians believe that a satisfactory answer can be found. Now, some people have tried to answer these existential questions in many different ways. Some pursue power to give their lives meaning, while others seek out comfort and pleasure. Often people become altruistic and self-sacrificing to justify their existence to themselves and others. Excessive consumption and prosperity are used by many to dull the ache of not understanding how they relate to the universe. None of these things satisfactorily explain why we're here. So we've got to look beyond our own intellect, our own abilities, our own understanding to discover our reason for being. We must look to God. 
And a good place to do that is in Psalm 8, which succinctly describes mankind's place in creation. You see, people are created beings. Verses 3 through 5 of Psalm 8 clearly indicate that God created humans. Along with all the rest of creation, God spoke and Adam came into existence. And because God created people, He invested Himself in mankind in a special way, thus giving a special meaning to man's existence. You see, only God can create. And in fact, the word create here is a Hebrew word which means to create out of absolutely nothing. In other words, God simply willed humanity to come into existence, and we did. Our existence as people and as individual persons is solely because of a specific and intentional act of Almighty God. And the special impact of being a creation of God is that He also imparted a part of Himself to us. The, the book of Genesis says that God breathed into Adam's nostrils and brought him to life. This means that we're similar to God in many aspects. And to, to be like God is to be significant by definition. We're lower than God, but we're like Him. And what we see is that people are our glorious beings in this passage because mankind is made in God's image and there means there is a dignity in human existence that is not found in any other of God's creatures. This is attested to in Psalm 8.5 as it says that man is a little lower than the angels and is crowned with glory and honor. An important fact to realize is that the word angels here is really the Hebrew word Elohim, which is usually translated God. The psalmist actually is asserting that mankind is just a little bit lower than the Almighty God who created the, earth, the universe. What an awesome and uplifting thought, and what a challenging thought as well. As the works of God, we are His handiwork, and God don't make no junk. Now that's poor grammar, but it is good theology. It's important to note that Genesis records that God proclaimed His creation to be very good after He'd created Adam, but He only said after creating the rest of His work that it was good. The best cure for a low self-esteem, which seems to be the root of many human problems, is to know you are the best of God's wonderful creation. People are not simply another animal. Far from it. We are a special and unique work of God and play a vital role in His creation and His plans. Because He created us, we have meaning, and we must always be aware of our role in the universe. And that role is to be stewards, because people are steward beings. Psalm 8, 6-8 sheds a little light on one of the purposes that God had for creating mankind. We are to be His stewards. Well, what's a steward? Well, this is a, a common term in biblical times, but it's generally fallen into disuse. James Freeman in Manners and Customs of the Bible states that the position of steward in a rich man's household was an honorable one. Only old and faithful servants were made stewards, for the steward was the ruler of the household and had charge over the rich man's heir. God made mankind to be His stewards over creation. And as the psalmist put it, we have dominion or rule over all the works of God's hands. We have charge of all the birds and fish and the beasts of the field. And this is a great honor and a very large task. As God's stewards, we are to manage creation for God and to preserve it for His glory. We're not always doing a good job at that task, 
but it shows just how important mankind is to God. He placed us over His most prized possessions, something that some of us wouldn't do to our neighbors. Uh, this might be a good place for each of us to pause and ponder what skill or talent God has blessed us with. How can we use that ability to be good stewards and thus bless God? Considering that God took the time and effort to create us, to place us in this wonderful world, and to entrust us with the stewardship of His glorious works, it's the least that we can do. In conclusion, humanity stands apart from the rest of the creatures in this universe because of our relationship to God, and that alone makes us different. We are created and glorious beings which have been made a steward over the rest of creation by, by God. The only and tragic blemish on mankind's existence is our sin, a condition which has resulted in both physical and spiritual death and which only God can resolve in our lives. Mankind's fate and meaning is bound up in our relationship with God. It's powerful to note that the writer of Psalm 8 begins his psalm and ends his psalm by praising the Lord. Unless our lives are surrounded by God's power and enclosed in His love, they have no meaning. Our meaning can only be found in our God. Before I go, let me share my new book with you. Seminary taught me to be a pastor, but the Army taught me to be a leader. I would like to share how God melded those two skill sets in my new book, Decently and in Order. It's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. If you want to know more about effectively leading teams and events, check out Decently and in Order on Amazon.com. I believe you will find it eye-opening and helpful. That's Decently and in Order by Otis Corbett. Thanks for taking a look. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.